wind flipped around, and we knew that wasn't a good sign. 8.30 p.m. The tornado is now two and a half miles wide, the widest ever recorded in American history. As it races toward Hallam, winds top 200 miles an hour, making it an F4. My wife and somebody else came back in and said that we should probably think about taking shelter. At his house, Paul Seebeck is having the same thought. He's looking out his window at the approaching supercell when he realizes he's in danger. He runs outside to an old cellar at the back of his house, reaching it just in time. I climbed down the stairs and I started pulling the door closed. I was scared. I knew something bad had hit. Paul immediately thinks of Dingbat and his cats. There was no time to grab them on the way to the cellar. I was concerned that they were still up there and I was hoping they could find a spot where they were protected. Over at McDonald's pub, there is no cellar. Seconds before the tornado hits, the customers bolt for the walk-in cooler. It was scary, um, but uh, everybody packed in, and about that time, the windows in the bar blew in. It rocked us in the cooler. It was scary. I, everybody was in there scared. And then our ears were popping, and it just felt like you were in kind of a vacuum. Down in his cellar, Paul Seebeck hears the winds die down. When he thinks it's safe, he starts to open the cellar door. I cracked the door up and I looked and all I saw was white. I saw this kind of white cloudy thing coming straight at the, at the door. A smaller twister has spun off from the main funnel, trapping Paul below ground. Again, he waits for the winds to subside. When he finally reemerges, he can hardly believe his eyes. It was a major disaster. Basically, that town had been leveled. All the newer houses were destroyed. There was little more than a few matchsticks from quite a few of them, and some were taken off right down to the basement. At the pub, Kim and Brian step out of the cooler and see the rubble. Their first thought is of Brian's 71-year-old mother and 19-year-old sister, who are at home less than a half mile down the road. When you came out and you looked down Main Street, you could see his mom's two-and-a-half-story house, and it wasn't there. The road is blocked with fallen trees, downed power lines, and other debris. And as the Stimples struggle through the darkness, they get separated. It takes an hour for Brian to reach the house where his mother and sister are trapped. Brian digs through the wreckage and pulls them out. A few blocks away, Kim is at her own house calling for the dogs. I didn't know if they are alive, and so I just kept yelling for my dogs, thinking, you know, if they were alive, that they would get to me. But the dogs do not get to her. The roof has been blown off, and Kim has to believe her pets are gone as well. I cried. It was part of my family. They're part of my family. I love him to death. When Brian is sure his mother and sister are safe, his thoughts turn to his own home and the dogs he left outside. I just made my way to the front door and our two dachshunds come running up to me. I knew I had to do something with them, so I put them in the middle bathroom of our house and shut the door. But there's no sign of Jack, his crippled black lab. I hollered. Um, even at that point, it was still raining so hard, and I just completely figured that he was dead. 
Across town, Paul Seebeck picks his way through the debris and takes refuge at the Main Street Bank. There he hears good news. Local firefighters tell him his dog Dingbat and his cats are still alive. They said they had looked inside the house and my animals were all still sitting there. But Paul's relief is fleeting. I was worried because the rain was still coming down. I was afraid the roof was going to cave in on me. <laughs> 20 miles northeast in Lincoln, word of the emergency in Hallam is spreading quickly. Animal control officer Scott Lowry is ending an eight-hour shift when he hears about the tornado. We got the official call to head to Hallam because they had a situation there. They had some animals that needed help. He immediately calls his friend and co-worker, Damon Wimes. I guess it really didn't sink in at first. I figured, okay, a tornado went through. We're going to go help round up a few animals and be done and be back home.